Our guests in this episode are staff members Ashley Applebaum, Lenny Marina, and Nancy Stricker. They are our WISH department, WISH coordinators. Welcome to the WISH House podcast. To give our listeners a little bit of background on our coordinators. So I'll start first with Ashlyn. We'll go alphabetical order. So you started off first as an intern back in 2018 uh, for a semester. And then you came back again the following year uh, in the summertime. And then you joined us on staff later on in the fall. So. Now, your title is our WISH and Referral Intake Coordinator. So share with our listeners a little bit about what that means um, and kind of what your day-to-day kind of looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So as Abe said, I'm Ashlyn Applebaum. I'm the WISH and Referral Intake Coordinator. Part of my job is to grant and plan the WISHes for our Spanish-speaking WISH kids and their families. Um, So just like Nancy and Lenny, you know, we speak to vendors, we speak to each other, other staff members, volunteers in order to grant and plan these wish kids wishes. Um, The other part of my job is the referral intake coordinator. So I oversee the intake and medical eligibility process um, and referrals. So basically on a day to day basis. I speak with medical professionals, so nurses, social workers, case managers, shout out to all of them for their referrals um, and their help in that process. And, you know, I go through that with all of them to determine which children medically meet our criteria for a wish, which children medically qualify. Um, and then I take the time to call each of our families that do medically qualify and let them know that, you know, they'll have a wish granted and they're always super excited and it's a, a great part of the job. Um, and yeah, that's more or less what I do day to day. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm sure you're giving a lot of insight to our stakeholders, supporters of the chapter that, you know, want to know more about wishes because you guys are on the front lines. You know, you guys have, and especially during the past few years, when you guys started on staff, we had never, we never thought that we would be where we're at today with, as an organization, let alone as a chapter, um, because of all the challenges that we faced over the last couple of years and, and, and coordinating wishes. Um, so first off, I also want to thank you guys for all the amazing work you guys have done to ensure that our that our kids are having wishes, you know, during a very precarious time. Our wishes never stopped. And that's the re- direct result of all of you guys uh, working on and coordinating all the wishes behind the scenes for the chapter. So next up, I also want to uh, hear a little bit from Lenny. So Lenny, share with our listeners uh, about when you started, because it also was around 2019, early in the year. Um, and you also have ha- have had a couple uh, titles, right? You've had some different roles at the chapter uh, since you started, right? Yeah, so I started in January 2019 as our operations coordinator. Um, so I was working with Tom on some board meeting stuff, um, just general stuff in the office. Um, and then so a few months into my role, somebody left in the program department. Um, so I was helping out a bit with the wishes. Um, and then eventually I was officially promoted to wish coordinator October of that year. Um, so I moved into this role pretty quickly, um, which I feel so lucky that I had that opportunity. Um, I love granting wishes. Um, so like Ashlyn, uh, I work with the families and vendors and volunteers um, to coordinate the wish, work on logistics, um, and eventually grant the wish. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And then lastly, I often hear a lot from volunteers. I wish I could work for you guys. You know, I wish I can, you know, actually, you know, be in the office and do the day to day with you guys, as opposed to just, you know, only working on wishes or only working at events or only working in the office. I wish I can actually, you know, get there into the wish house. 
Nancy is an example of someone that actually did. You know, so you started off first as a volunteer, then you became an office volunteer. You then became trained as a wish granter, and then you became part of our staff, essentially. So share with our listeners a little bit about that journey. I mean, your volunteer dates kind of go back to 2016. Um, so share with our listeners a little bit about your kind of journey to the position that you're in now. So I was lucky enough to be a stay-at-home mom, but then my children were getting older and I knew I had a little extra time to give. And Make-A-Wish was always a charity we gave to every Christmas. We donated in the kids' names. So I reached out to you and there was a position available to volunteer in the office two days a week in the development department working on fundraising projects. So I did that for two and a half years. And then similar to Linny, when one of the other WISH coordinators left staff, they were looking to reorganize and asked me to jump on in. So I started um, working then as a WISH coordinator and was invited to become a full-time staff member. Which is wild. So around that time of our chapter history, this was in 2019, we were going through a lot of changes, right? So, you know, we had some staff that departed um, the Wish House. We also had some people retire. We had a, one of our longstanding Wish coordinators in Sharon Hodney who retired in 2019. So there was a lot of kind of question marks, I guess you can say, of where we were going to go next as a, as a chapter within the program department and more specifically the Wish department. So to give our listeners a little bit of a background, so prior to 2019, when you guys joined us um, as uh, our current WISH coordinator team, you know, the way we worked on WISHes was we typically would have uh, two WISH coordinators and the types of WISHes that we have, that we grant, which if you guys are our, you know, loyal listeners, you know that we have five formal WISH categories, right? So you have to go, to be, to meet, to give, and to have. So those those categories were then kind of broken up uh, between the two coordinators that we had at the office. Um, so they were kind of laser focused. Those were the types of wishes they granted. And that's kind of what it was. So that's kind of how we were set up before. A little bit pigeonholed because that's kind of, that was their workload. There was not a lot of change, right? From wish to wish it was kind of what it was. Every wish has its, brings its own challenges, as you guys know. But generally the process was kind of what it was. So in 2019, when we had all the these changes that were, forthcoming, it was really a time for us to kind of step back as a chapter and kind of look at how do we want to move forward with this department. So what we what Denise and her infinite wisdom decided was, you know what, let's create a department that's a little bit more flexible and uh, and that in the future, if someone, let's just say were to depart, they're not taking with them all the knowledge of how to coordinate a certain type of wish. So what that essentially meant was that we had coordinators which are you guys that are able to work on any type of wish. So any type of wish based on your current caseload at any moment, you can work on. So Lenny can work on all five categories, Nancy and Ashlyn, you guys can all work on each category of wish. And that type of flexibility is what allows us to be a little bit more nimble as a department. Um, so that if someone has some time off or, you know, someone departs or whatever, you know, we're not missing a beat because everyone kind of knows the process and the procedures in which to grant these types of wishes. So that was, again, a major turning point for us, I believe, as a chapter. And in our 35 years of wishes that we're celebrating currently, that's a, a, a pivotal moment for us, a very critical moment of our chapter, because then it set the groundwork for how we were going to then, uh, I guess, approach what was coming, which is ultimately 
the 2020 pandemic, which we're still living through mm -hmm. right now. We've actually never missed a beat. And that's really on the shoulders of you guys as our coordinators um, who continue to work on wishes all throughout this pandemic. Uh, we went from, you know, let's say more than half of our wishes being travel related wishes to then the majority of them and the ones that we could grant were locally based, super hyper local, let's just say, along with, with uh, virtual shopping sprees, electronic wishes, you know, puppy and pet wishes, you know, room redecorations, outdoor structures. You know, we had a bunch of those types of wishes. We had golf cart wishes, camper wishes, a lot of these really fun and unique wishes that in the past were, you know, one-offs, you know, every once in a blue wheel would get it. If you were lucky, you worked on it and you had that as a, as a source of um, knowledge for the next one. But this time around, it was like, this, this is what you guys were working on all the time. So share with our listeners, and I'll start first with you, Lenny. Um, so one of those wishes that kind of were the top type of wish that was that you worked on during this period of time over the last you know year and a half, almost two years. I would say probably computer wishes, electronics. Um, something is specific to me for some reason is I got all the hot tub wishes. <laughs> um, so I probably had five or six, uh, still have some that I'm working on. Um, so those are definitely challenging. Um, but what are some of the challenges with hot tub wishes? Cause again, you know, a lot of times our volunteers hear about that. Sometimes our chapter supporters may hear about the challenges with, with, or may not be aware fully of what challenges may come with hot tub wishes because you would think you buy a hot tub, you set it up and you're done. But there's a lot of right. moving pieces with that, especially when you go from city to city, county to county, there's different ordinances and all that extra stuff, which you guys deal with on a day to day. But a lot of times the public isn't aware of. So without going into like extreme detail, but just maybe just high level stuff of kind of some of the basic challenges with regards to those types of wishes. Yeah. Um, so like you touched upon, um, every county has different uh, parameters that they have in place for permits, different requirements. So you have to figure out what those are, make sure that you have everything in place. Um, and then there's just multiple vendors that are also involved in the wish. Um, so you have the dealer who sells you the hot tub and the dealer isn't always necessarily the contractor. So then you have to find the contractor. Um, you need an electrician, you need a company who's going to fill the hot tub with water. Um, and then with the electrician, a lot of times you'll need a trench to be dug to bury the wiring. Um, so then you have to make sure the contractor can do that. And then if not, you have to find someone else. Um, so there's just so many people involved and a lot of coordination and um, importance of timing, making sure those vendors are there at the same time to make sure it gets done correctly. Um, so yeah, those are definitely some of the challenges of hot tub wishes. Yeah. And I'm happy you mentioned that because, you know, again, one of the things that people ask us all the time is how can I help you guys work on these wishes? And one of the very clear and distinct ways that people can help us is letting us know what they can do. You know, like what are, what is your skill set? You know, like you said, you just mentioned electricians, contractors, you know, uh, vendors, you know, all of those are resources for us for these types of wishes. So I want to definitely give a shout out on behalf of the entire chapter to the Orange County uh, Contractors Union, because through them, we've actually been able to connect with a lot of these types of vendors to work on these types of wishes, not so much always hot tubs, but definitely for like outdoor structure wishes um, that we've done. And, you know, that's something that we've been so blessed to have partners like this, because it makes our, your process and our process as a chapter 
go a little bit smoother because when you work on, you know, one wish with one vendor, it is what it is. But when you have five, 10 wishes under your belt with that same vendor, there's a certain cadence and a dance that you kind of understand each other and you know what they're going to ask for. You can kind of prepare for it accordingly and it makes things move a lot quicker, which ultimately provides a higher quality wish for our wish kids, which is our ultimate goal, right? So uh, mm-hmm. so thank you so much for, for sharing that, Lenny. And, and next up, I'll patch it over to Nancy. Nancy, what is, some of, what, what is one of those wishes outside of, let's say, hot tub wishes that you kind of became an expert of? I think I know the answer to this one because we kind of joke about it a lot at the office, but what would you say is your the, the top wish that you worked on during this past two years? I would have to say roomy decorations. I don't know if that's what you were thinking. But... I was actually thinking camper wishes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like Linny, I seem to be the camper expert. Um, and we've had a great relationship with Camping World in Kingston. Um, they they roll out the red carpet for our kids. We have one standard camper that we offer to all our wish kids. And when they come to Camping World to pick up their camper, we have a red carpet. We have a ribbon cutting ceremony. The local fire company comes and visits with the fire truck. So the wish kids get to take a little ride and and blow the horn. Uh, And the campers are amazing because when you can't get on a plane or get on a train and travel to a, you know, a fun vacation destination because you're concerned about COVID safety, you can get in your camper and you can camp in your driveway, or you could go to a local park uh, or travel um, across the country. We had one wish kid who really wanted a camper because his father was part of a local fire department. They do a camping trip every year and they were going to Mount Rushmore. And so he said, I would like a camper because I want to go on that trip. So it really opened up a lot of, a lot of vacation possibilities for our kids. That's awesome. And and when, like you said, when those types of possibilities were not able to be coordinated through us because of our, you know, parameters as, as an organization around travel at this time, you know, that allowed some flexibility, some wiggle room for our families to kind of do it on their own, in their own way. Um, And us being able to be a part of that process still by getting them the camper to be able to do that is really amazing. And definitely shout out to Camping World in Kingston because they do an amazing job, especially with uh, recording video of those, uh, I guess, deliveries of the campers. Mm-hmm. They do a really awesome job of capturing that moment of when they first see it, when they're first walking mm-hmm. through it on the inside. They really um really do a great a great job with that so mm-hmm. um special thanks to them and all the vendors that we work with in, in creating these types of wishes for our wish kids and 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 next up we have ashlyn and ashlyn you you have a very unique uh role at the chapter because as the second uh spanish-speaking person outside of myself in the office you also almost exclusively work with our spanish-speaking families right um but what would you say is one of the top wishes that you saw within the spanish-speaking community yeah, so um, I have granted two wishes for um, English-speaking wish kids, but like you said, very much primarily for our Spanish-speaking wish kids and their families. Um, and kind of what Lindy said, uh, the wish that I've seen the most of is definitely electronic wishes, whether it's a computer, um, an iPad, an iPhone, a PS5. We had a lot of PS5 wishes uh, last year. And um, kind of touching on what Nancy said as well with rumor decorations, I think a challenge that we might not have foreseen prior to the pandemic with electronic wishes or rumor decorations was getting measurements, for example. You know, prior to the pandemic, we had our wish teams 
visit our wish kids at their homes, um, get measurements of the room. That's very crucial when we're buying a bed, for example, for a room redecoration to make sure, of course, it fits through the door first and foremost, and then we'll you know, fit in the room at a, at a good spot and things like that. With electronic wishes, if a child asks for a computer to do homework, you know, sometimes we'll include a desk and a chair if they ask, and we need to make sure the desk fits. And now asking families to do that and making sure the measurements are correct and going back and forth, little things like that we don't you don't think about. Um, our volunteers are so great, and they you know they come to us with those measurements. But now again, with with the pandemic, that's not something that they can easily access and easily do. So um, those are little things that I had never thought about again, in terms of being a challenge. Um, but we've definitely seen that and uh, volunteers and families have had to step up in different ways uh, to get that information to us so we can grant those types of wishes. That's a great point. And that's something to remind our listeners is that during since the pandemic started in March of 2020, we went completely virtual as far as our visits with our wish families. So as a result of that, our volunteers are no longer going into the homes of, of our families anymore. They're simply meeting with them through you know, different video uh, sites, and uh, whether it's FaceTime or Zoom or Teams or some other platform. And as a result of that, it does limit their ability to capture a lot of the information that the coordinators you guys need in order to move forward on stuff. So you're right. You know, we are we are asking a little bit more of our families, you know, during the past couple of years with gathering some information for us, which in the past we would try to make it as easy as possible for them. Um, but because of the circumstances, they've actually stepped up really well. They've gathered all the information when needed. They've taken the photos, they've taken the measurements, they've really helped, you know, do a lot of the legwork that typically our volunteers would be doing on a quote unquote normal uh, basis. Uh, but the great thing is that we never, like I said before, we never skipped a beat. Um, our volunteers were able to pivot to the completely virtual world and continue to meet with families in that way and then get the paperwork to you guys so that then you can start coordinating wishes as as you guys normally would as well. But with some additional challenges, given, you know, COVID safety you know restrictions and things like that. But uh, but ultimately, you know, we were able to continue to work on wishes. And just to give a snapshot for our listeners it, during fiscal year 2020. Uh, which I should mention, our fiscal year begins September 1st and ends August 31st. And uh, and as a whole, you know, during fiscal year 2020, we granted 55 wishes. So those 55 wishes represent wishes that were still able to be granted during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and then we went into last fiscal year, which just ended this past summer. Uh, we granted 76 wishes. So you can see like things were getting a little bit better. We were able to uptake it another 20 so wishes. In the pipeline, there are some exciting wishes that I've heard about. All right, so we'll start off first with Ashlyn. Ashlyn, if you can share one of those wishes that you're really excited to grant during this uh, current fiscal year that's, come, that's, again, just to remind our listeners, will be ending August 31st for us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a wish uh, for the MLB All-Star Game. Um, it's actually a wish that Linny had had previously to me uh, coming on full-time staff. It's the child does speak Spanish. So uh, I adopted that wish and we'll be coordinating it. Uh, and I'm very excited, one, because the child was hoping to go you know, during the pandemic. And of course, that event did not happen. One was not taking people and also it was just not a possibility and wouldn't have been the same experience, I think, uh, for him as well. Um, and the second reason I'm excited, other than him being really excited for it, is that this will be my first wish with you know, our Make-A-Wish affiliates with a celebrity event type of wish. Um, since I had started right before the pandemic, I never was able to grant uh, a type of wish like this. Um, so I'm very excited to work with our affiliates at Make-A-Wish America, um, work with different vendors and, and people that I have never worked with before and kind of see what a wish like this would look like uh, from beginning to end. 
That's awesome. This coming All-Star game is actually going to be taking place in Los Angeles, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, he'll be able to travel to California, which will be exciting. Um, I don't know if he's traveled since the pandemic, but going across country for his wish, I'm sure will be exciting for him. And um, again, just being able to be there in person at the game will be a a great experience. Absolutely. And next up we have, uh, let's go to Lenny, actually, to kind of talk about one of the wishes that you're really excited to grant uh, now during this current fiscal year. Yeah, so um, we have a really cool one coming up. Um, I've never done this before. Um, So she has wished for an outdoor movie theater. Um, So, you know, during COVID, the family's being extra cautious. um, So they thought outside would be the perfect place for, um, you know, their wish child to um, be able to get together with friends um, and have a nice time safely. Um, so unfortunately I wasn't able to get approval until the end of summer. Um, so we kind of are pushing the wish back to spring, um, when we can set everything up, um, and they can be comfortably outside. Um, so we're getting her things like a cotton candy machine, um, a big, uh, outdoor movie screen with the projector, um, some comfy couches, some comfy chairs, a hammock, um so that'll be a lot of fun once we're able to set that all up that's awesome so we'll bring some popcorn we'll join them for the reveal (laughs) right (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) that's awesome and next up we have nancy so i have a sensory garden wish i have a wish child who is confined to a wheelchair and so her mobility is limited and where she can travel is limited so the family asked for a walkway to be built in their backyard for her to use. At the end of the walkway will be a pergola, which will provide shade. And then surrounding the pergola will be a garden so that she'll be able to sit in the sunshine and look at the beautifully colored flowers and the butterflies and just relax and feel like she's somewhere other than her own room. Wow. And and, I mean, just with that snapshot, I mean, that's a great example of the types of wishes that we're, that you guys are granting all the time, right? I mean, you guys are granting these truly life-changing wishes for these kids to give them something to look forward to, but more so to really help them help transform their lives, give them an added layer of, of their of quality of life for them and being able to give them the opportunity to go cross country for the all-star game or to watch a really cool movie in the backyard, or, you know, even to have, you know, this amazing sensory garden outdoors and have access to it for someone that typically may not have had access in the past to their backyard that way. Um, these are truly changing these kids' experiences, you know, on a day-to-day. And, you know, that's the type of work that you guys do. And, and it's something to, to acknowledge, to recognize. Again, we can't thank you guys enough for all the amazing work you guys do. And, um, and I'm curious, you know, during this pandemic, you know, what has been one of the biggest challenges that you guys have found, um, in coordinating wishes outside of like not being able to work on travel, but what is, you know, what are some of the challenges and maybe blessings along the way that has kind of, I guess, um, percolated up to the, to the top. I would have to say in regards to room redecoration wishes, there've been a lot of supply side issues and delays. So while it's wonderful to pick out your furniture and the pictures on the wall and the curtains, you know, you're anxious to get the room put in, you know, put together. 
And we found out that, well, maybe the bookcase is in, but the bed has a four month wait. So the waiting time has been difficult. But then on the flip side, in terms of help, it is amazing how the community has come together. Uh, For my sensory garden wish, Bobby Negri of Negri Construction donated his time and built the walkway, something that we could never have afforded, you know, without his generosity. And uh, our local carpenters union, um, local 279, uh, were amazing. They had two two dozen carpenters who donated their time and built a treehouse for a little girl, a two-story treehouse, built it, painted it, put in electricity all on their own time. So the positive really has been people just stepping up and saying, you need a little help, we're here for you. And so when you have members of our community that are coming together to support, you know, what we're doing and more specifically what you guys are doing on a day to day, it does help you breathe a little bit, right? You know, the pressure is kind of off a little bit. So you are able to kind of, again, breathe and be able to say, okay, we can, we can do this, you know, with their help, we can make this happen. And I think that is definitely that silver lining that we've had during this period of time during the pandemic is that our community has gotten closer. We've gotten tighter. Um, We've built uh, even stronger bonds with each other. And we are so fortunate to have these types of supporters that are helping us impact children's lives every day. And, you know, I'm curious, you know, for all of you guys, you know, what did you guys, uh, you know, when we, when this whole thing started with, when, with the pandemic, you know, did you guys think it was going to be this long that we were going to be in this? (laughs) You know, like, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, definitely not as long as it has been. I remember the last meeting we all had, Tom had sat us, had sat us down in the conference room and was like, you know, something's happening. We, we need to go home. You know, we're going to reconvene in a week. Not that we had anticipated coming back into the office in a week, but two years later, most of us are still remote on and off. Wishes look different. Jobs look different. Um, so definitely did not expect it to be as long as it has. Um, but again, with everything we've all been saying, nothing stopped. We're still granting wishes. We're still doing our job every day. Um, but it's definitely been a crazy two years, specifically for us three who started right before the pandemic. It's been um, a crazy time on staff, if, if you want to say that. So, yeah. And and I'm curious also, you know, so how has it been kind of kind of growing into the role? Because it's different. It's it's a. Uh, it's it's literally you guys are holding the jewel of our organization, which are the coordination of wishes. I mean, you guys are the gatekeepers of that. So, you know, how has it been kind of settling into your roles as wish coordinators during this time? Um, so I would say um, it's definitely been a learning experience. Um, and I was so grateful to start working on wishes at the same time as Nancy, because um, we kind of had each other to be like, oh, wait, Nancy, do you know how to do this? And she'd be like, Lenny, do you know how to do this? Um, So it was good to be able to bounce off of each other um, in that way. And then with the pandemic, um, we suddenly were learning how to do all these new wishes. Like I had never done a volleyball court before. So I had to learn how to do that and learn who I needed to contact for that. Um, And then just going back to what Nancy was talking about before, having these people who can help us Um, I mean, I'm not an expert in construction or anything like that. So it's good to have reliable people who are willing to take the time to explain it to you and just assure you that it's going to be done correctly. That's so true. And, and, and again, 
you know, the fact that you guys are still here and uh, with us after all of this craziness <laughs> that we've been through, you know, we, again, we're so grateful and, and thankful for you guys for sticking with it um, and always staying, you know, like I said, laser focused on our wish kids and making sure that they're supported in the best way possible. Um, you know, I think one of the things I I'm really proud of saying all the time is that I do work with all of you guys on a day to day. Um, maybe not so much now as before, um, but you know, you guys do such amazing work, um, and a lot of times no one really hears about it outside of us. You know, so it's important that through this podcast, we're able to share some of your, your experiences with our, our, our supporters so that they're aware of all the amazing work that you guys are doing behind the scenes. And, and even through the challenges, you guys still step up to the plate and you always knock it out the park, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and, and next thing I wanted to ask you guys is, you know, what is one of the things that you would actually, let me go back. Cause I'm now I'm thinking about something else. Um, so with regards to, um, you know, switching gears a little bit, what would you say has been one of the um, the wishes that each of you guys have worked on individually that you were most surprised actually was granted? Can you share with our listeners a story about that? So we'll start first with, uh, with Nancy. So I did reference my treehouse wish earlier. Uh, when I first got the the wish, I looked at it and said, there is no way that we would ever be able to afford this wish. And, you know, took a deep breath. And again, community came together. Uh, Tony Cardone, who's the supervisor of the town of Monroe said, I gotcha, no problem. Put us in touch with Senator Martucci, who said, gotcha, no problem. Put us in touch with local 279, who said, we will absolutely build this tree house for you. So, like Lenny said, I don't know anything about construction, but these group of people said, you know, allow us to do this for you, allow us to do this for the wish child and put together the most beautiful treehouse you would ever, you would ever see. And, and it's interesting for our listeners, you know, this is a treehouse, but there's no tree. <laughs> right? Isn't there no tree? There's no tree right. where, where the tree house is. So I mean, that's one of those things that adds an additional element of a challenge. You know, how do you build a tree house without a tree? So that was again props to you know local 279 for figuring out how to make it happen and still having it, you know, definitely feel like a like a tree house. And it was beautiful. You know, we had a great unveiling there. We we debuted our ribbon cutting scissors. Um, during that wish, which we now use for all the wishes moving forward, right? So it was really, really cool. So, all right. So Ashlyn, what about you? What would be a wish that uh, you worked on that you were just like blown away that it actually was able to happen? And, you know, and let, I don't know. I don't know if this is a wish that I'm thinking about in my head, but I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I think we might be thinking of different wishes, um, as there are many, though, that I'm sure there are challenges throughout the way. And we could pick multiple wishes for this question. But um, there is a wish that during the pandemic uh, I had granted. I was the co-wish, co uh, excuse me, co-wish grantor with Vivian Sebastian. Shout out to her, um, as well as the wish coordinator. So her and I worked together on this wish. Um, and uh, the, our, our wish kid wanted to meet Captain America. So we had worked with uh, Dave's cast of characters who also shouted to him and his crew. They have granted incredible wishes for us before, during, and 
definitely after the pandemic. Um, so we had reached out to him and he had gotten a Captain America. Um, as my, you know, the Wish Kid does speak Spanish, uh, his primary language is Spanish. They also got a translator as Batman uh, to come on that wish as well. And right before Captain America and Batman were supposed to come uh, to this Wish Kid's house outside to meet him, unfortunately, the Wish Kid and his mom actually came back positive with COVID. Um, so we did not know that this wish was going to happen. Before this as well, this wish actually was a rush wish. So our, our time frame to grant this wish was also uh, you know, smaller than usual. Um, so knowing they had COVID, of course, safety is our number one concern in general. And with COVID, of course, um, even, even more so. So, you know, we, we paused this wish and, and we're hoping, you know, for the best. And, um, once, you know, both, both mom and, and the wish kid were, were better and feeling better and were able to go you know around people again, um, we were able to, to have Captain America, uh, who was played by Dave come in person with Batman and Dave actually threw in Hulk as well uh, to come outside and play games with the wish kid and his family and sing karaoke and teach him karate moves. Um, and something I do want to mention as well, just because everyone, as we've been speaking about in our community has stepped up to the plate when um, this wish kid did have COVID and we weren't sure his wish was going to happen. Dave actually said, you know what, why don't we do this virtually for now? Not that we can't do it again, you know, in person and, and have that experience, but let's do it virtually to bring him some joy right now. And so over Zoom, Captain America actually met with our wish kid. His his family is still in the Dominican Republic, his dad and his siblings. So they were able to be, you know, a part of the wish via Zoom. So it was a really incredible wish in, in the end. It was crazy. There were a lot of, you know, pieces to the puzzle, but in the end we granted it and his, the smile never left his face. So it was, you know, a, definitely a win in, in that sense. That's awesome. And what about you, Lenny? What would be one of those wishes that when you saw it, it finally come true, you were like, unbelievable that it happened? Um, so one wish that stands out um, is a wish that I worked on to be a mermaid um, with her doctors specifically. Um, so this uh, little girl, she loved her doctors and she loved mermaids. All she wanted was to be a mermaid with her doctors. Um, and like Ashlyn's wish, uh, this was a rush wish. So we had uh, limited time to grant this wish. Um, so for those doctors to put aside that time to be there on that day and to also show up in full mermaid costumes was amazing. Um, and then last minute, uh, we couldn't have the wish take place at the beach anymore because it had gotten too cold at that point. Um, so we were able to secure a rec center who completely donated um, the space so that the wish child and the doctors could uh, swim in the pool and the hot tub there. Um, so that was really great that that all came together so perfectly. That's awesome. And teaser alert for those that are listening, be on the lookout in 2022 when our newsletter comes out, because that wish is actually the cover story for our newest edition of our newsletter, which will be released in early 2022. So keep an eye out in the mail for that. Um, so what would you want our audience, our listeners to know about coordinating wishes? What would you want them to kind of take away from this conversation and, and how they could apply it in their day-to-day -day life? So I'll, I'll ask Nancy um, to kind of speak for everybody for that one. We're just so grateful to the community for coming together. And anyone can help. Anyone can donate their time, um, money to go towards the granting of a wish, um, a toy for the toy closet, um, a good thought for our kids. So, you know, together, together, I think 
you know, we grant wishes, you know, Linny, Ashlyn and I are fortunate enough that we're on the front lines and we get to do the logistics, but, you know, we have a whole village behind us of people supporting us and, um, and, and we couldn't do it without the generosity and kindness of so many strangers. That's so awesome. So thank you guys again so much for everything you guys have done to, to work on wishes and to pivot, you know, during this uh, craziness of the past uh, couple of years. But, uh, but, you know, again, our podcast is in celebration of our history and you guys, again, are on the front line of our history right now and how we've operated during this pandemic, how we're going to come out of this pandemic and how, when the light switch flips and we are able to do travel wishes again, how we're going to you know be successful as a chapter in granting those wishes is really, you know, through the, the love and passion and dedication that you guys bring to the table every day in working with our wish families and our wish kids. So again, we can't thank you guys enough. Um, next up, we have our shooting star segment, which is a series of questions where you say the first thing that comes to mind. So I'll start first with, uh, I don't know, let's go with Linny. Uh, <laughs> I know how you love going first, Linny. Um, but what would you say is your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory outside of granting wishes? What would you say is your favorite memory at the chapter? Um, okay, can't be a wish. Nope. I figured we oh, change man. it up because you all we've been talking about are wishes, which is awesome. But let's talk about something else. Let's talk about some of the other experiences you've had at the office. Let's give our audience a little, you know, glimpse behind the curtain of how it is working at the office. You know, what are one of your other favorite memories um that you've experienced with uh Make Wish Hudson Valley? So I think I would say the holiday party uh, in 2019. That was my first holiday party. Um, that was a lot of fun um, for all of us just to be together. Um, I mean, as we know now, that really doesn't happen all that often. Um, so those types of things are really fun. Um, it was just an experience I have never had before. Um, and Tom is so generous to invite us to that every year. So I'm excited to do that again this year. You know, we're so grateful and thankful to Tom for always hosting us for that. Uh, as a staff. And what about you, Nancy? What would you say is your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory outside of coordinating wishes? I loved our donor dinner. So pre-pandemic, every year we would have a donor dinner to thank our donors for their time, their contributions. And we would have chefs from local restaurants come and set up little um, kiosk stations. And you could walk from station to station and sample their um, their best dishes and mingle with the donors and, and thank them. So you could have a drink in one hand and, and a plate of hors d'oeuvres in the other hand. And you could be, you know, listening to, you know, a donor talk about you know, their family and, and why they're involved in Make-A-Wish. And it was such a warm and thankful, you know, event where we really were just there to, to celebrate the mission of Make-A-Wish. There was always a, a, a wish kid who came and told their story and just made it so much more real to everyone in the room, you know, why we're doing this, you know, it's not just, you know, you know, uh, you know, in theory, you know, practically, this is, this is how we change lives. That's awesome. And what about you, Ash? What, what would you say is your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley memory? Well, I was definitely going to say the Christmas party or the donor dinner, but um, I think for me, um, 
we shout out to Denise who had coordinated, this was at the end of our physical year in 2020. So right in the middle of the pandemic had gotten an ice cream truck, kind of set up cornhole and things at the wish house. And I just remember that more so because one, it was, it was a great, you know, um, time together in terms of being outside and able to see each other. But I believe that was my first time seeing everybody in person since we had left that, the wish house in that conversation I had mentioned previously, where Tom said, you know, we'll see what happens in a week. And months later, I had not seen any of you in person. So for me, it was really nice to come. Our families were there again, all outside social distance, but um, it was really nice just to see your faces again and, and connect and speak about work, but also just talk about how we're doing, because I think community in general and wishes is really important. But what I've learned during the pandemic is we're all there for each other. We were all going through the same things in one way or another. And um, it was really just nice, again, just to see everybody and, and talk about things and kind of feel for, for a moment that we were back to normal in terms of being together. So that's so true. So for our listeners, you know, if you want to stay connected to us, just just get us some food. We love food and dessert. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and, you know, get That's us a glass true. of wine and we are good to go. So, you know, food unites people. And I think that's uh, one of those things that, you know, we, we, we're, we're all foodies. We all love our food. I mean, we even have, you know, again, another peek behind the curtain. We even have a food teams group. Um, so if anybody wants to share recipes and, and things that they're eating, they usually share it there, which is pretty, pretty funny. And, and also I think speaks a little bit to how we are as a staff, you know, we, you know, we, we do work really hard and, and you guys obviously work really hard on, on wishes and on everything that needs to get done at the chapter, but we also try to take the time to take a step back and also reflect on it as well. And if we can reflect on it with some pastries and a nice, you know, cappuccino, like we are good to go. So, um, all right. So this is for all of you guys and, and it'll be kind of a quick kind of uh, speed round. You know, what advice would you give to someone in the community who is interested in volunteering their resources, their, if they're a vendor or someone in the community that may have connections with, with vendors or, you know, some other possible supporters, what would you tell them about getting involved with Make-Wish? And we'll start first with uh, with Lenny. Um, I would say definitely do it. Um, once you're in it, you won't get out. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, selfishly, it is gratifying um, once you are able to, um, whatever it is, donate your time, um, volunteer, um, being able to connect with a wish um, is really special. Awesome. What about you guys? You guys have anything else to add to that? Because that sounded pretty good. Mm -hmm. I can say I started out as a volunteer and a wish grantor, and it was so rewarding. Just like Linny said, it just brightened my day to know that I was going to Macy's to help out with the letter writing campaign or going to visit a wish kid to find out what their wish was. It really it really brightens your day. So if you're looking for a good way to donate your time and talent, come join us. That's awesome. That's the best recruitment video right there or recruitment (laughs) sound that we could have is right there. So thank you guys for that. And um, in one word, how would you describe Make-A-Wish? And we'll start first with Ashlyn on this one. I have two. They're pretty similar though. Um, I would say impactful slash meaningful. Um, and it, I don't even mean just for the wish kid. Of course, it's for the wish kid first and foremost, but families are impacted. Communities are impacted. We're all impacted. As Lenny said, it, it's a great feeling to know that you're a reason a, a child smiled and you brought joy to a family. So impactful, meaningful. 
That's awesome. What about you, Lenny? What would you say is your one word to describe Make-A-Wish? I think I would say inspiring. Cool. What about you, Nancy? Happy. Happy. I like happy (laughs) and I like inspiring. And I think meaningful also really all those words really are you know, great ways to describe our, our our wish experiences for our wish kids, but for all those involved as well. Um, everyone is touched by the power of a wish. And uh, all you got to do is raise your hand and say you want to be a part of it. And we'll be here to find the right spot for you. So if you're listening to this and are you know look, thinking of a New Year's resolution, because it is coming up soon, this is a great way to, like, as Nancy said, donate your time, donate your talents to an organization that one is going to appreciate it. And then two is going to truly utilize your skill set for the benefit of the community and our wish kids. So um, and then the next question I have for you guys, which I'm actually really interested to hear from all of you, is if you could have a wish, what would it be? And again, to remind our listeners, there are five formal wish categories, which are to go to meet, to have, to give and to be. So out of those five formal wish categories, what would you say is your your top wish that you would want to have? And I'll start this time with Nancy. Um, my wish would be to spend the day being a doctor. Ah, any any particular field of uh, medicine? Mm-hmm. I'd like to be a surgeon. Nice. <laughs> so I'd like to know what it's like to be in the operating room and, um, you know, and save lives. I mean, you know, we we have an amazing group of doctors who, you know, treat our wish kids. And I've come to admire you know, each and every one of them. And I would love to see what they do during the day and, and, and that gratification, because, you know, they, they, they're the ones who are really, you know, changing and saving lives. And, you know, we, we get the follow-up, but they're on the front lines. That's awesome. And what about you, Ashlyn, what would you say is your, you know, wish that you would want to have? So because I know logistics in terms of what's possible or not, I'm not sure that this is even a possibility. However, if I had a, you know, my say, um, I would wish to be, but be on uh, the family feud, uh, the show family feud with my family. Um, so it'd be my mom, my dad, my sister, myself. We are looking for a, a fifth family member though. So if anyone's interested and wants to, <laughs> wants to join our family, please, you know, email me, let me know. But, um, you know, in all seriousness, yeah, I would definitely want to spend that time with my family. I love the show. Um, think we'd be really great at it too. So that would be my wish. Hey man, you say hi to Steve Harvey for me. That'll be awesome. I definitely you know? will take a photo for you. Absolutely. Thank you. That'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, yeah. Lenny? What would be your, your wish that you would want to have? So uh, when I first started here, I was asked this question and I said that I would want to meet Danny DeVito um, because at the time I was a really big, it's always sunny in Philadelphia fan. Um, but after being here a few years, I'm going to change it. Um, so I'm going to give you a non-travel wish and a travel wish. <laughs> so <laughs> I would shoot my non-travel wish would be a shopping spree. And if I were to travel somewhere, I would choose Hawaii. Nice. Man, why not just go to Hawaii to have a shopping spree? Oh, that's true. Oh, might be a double wish. That's a great point. And that's something for our listeners to be aware of. You know, we have some kids that are kind of clever and try to mix and match wishes to kind of have this like mega wish. Right. Um, so that's actually part of the gig, right. It's just kind of, uh, letting them know the differences and how, you know, 
you can't necessarily mix and match them that way, but you can focus on what is the heart of the wish? What does that kid really want to experience? What do they want to feel? Um, and those types of kind of probing questions really gets to the heart of the wish and ultimately gets us to the wish that they end up with. So, but I'm curious if you were going to go shopping, you know, what, what, the shopping spree, what were you going to be shopping for? Electronics, clothes? What are you, what are you going for? Um, I think I would shop for clothes. I feel like a lot of the things I have are probably still from like middle school or something (laughs) pathetic like that. So (laughs) a new wardrobe would be nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for for sharing some of your experiences with Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley over the last few years that you guys have been on staff and through all the challenges and, and hiccups along the way, you guys have steadfastly kind of focused on our kids and made sure that wishes never stopped. So we can't thank you guys enough for helping us in reaching amazing points of our history during these past couple of years, which were very um, uncertain. And yet still, what we did have as a constant was your dedication to our local wish kids. So we can't thank you guys enough for taking some time out and, and sharing that with our listeners. So thank you guys so much to Ashlyn, to Nancy and to Lenny. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for having us. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast to help us reach as many people as possible about our wonderful mission. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing our podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe and healthy.